All right, and welcome to Behind Relationship Goals. <laughs> episode number seven or six. We're actually not sure because we been haven't a while. been posting in a while. But anyway, welcome to the podcast. We have returned. Um, I hope we can do this consistently. Bones, what has happened? What has happened is that I am actually the one in charge of the podcast and I got sick for a week and then I, that became an excuse for me not to do anything and just laze around and be a fish. Yeah, but at any rate, we're here <laughs> now and we have a new setup. I know. Uh, I'm actually enjoying being a uh, head of art department. So I'm head of art department. Well, I was head of art, but art department for this for episode. this episode. Okay, <laughs> relax, relax. So <laughs> hostile. So um, if you watch the video version of this podcast, uh, we've been playing around with our setups and just having fun with what we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been a lot of uh, activity going on in terms of what we want to do for the podcast. Yeah. So we're actually working on partnerships and sponsorships behind the scenes. So watch out for that very, very soon. We're very excited for that. But anyway. We're jumping into the meat of the podcast, Bones. What do we have for today? Well, s- people have been messaging me about the different topics that we could talk about. And there's actually a quite touchy subject that they want us to discuss. Mm-hmm. And it's something that is very, I don't know, like I think it's a, it's an important part of every individual and every relationship, I would say. <laughs> Why are you laughing? No, I mean, just go. Your intro is kind of funny, but go. <laughs> but, okay, let's just get to it. Yes. It's about money. Yeah. Okay, our topic is about money. And when you said it's kind of an important part of an individual's life, and uh, yeah, it's actually a very important it's part. It's a vital part. <laughs> everyone's life. <laughs> so, yeah, so we're talking about money. This is very taboo, especially here in the Philippines, or actually maybe all around the world. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of uh, different uh, notions and misconceptions when it comes to money, and most especially when it comes to talking about it. So, Bones and I want to discuss our take on it and i think that our take on it has been very progressive but we'll get to that later yes on. we will and well iba kasi, like mick and i grew up in such different environments and we also grew up with different teachings from our parents so it was quite interesting when we started talking about money in our relationship because of that diba? yes so i guess that will start off with why money is such a sensitive topic yeah. And I think that is born out of our own experiences. So maybe we can share like before meeting one another what our were concept our, was what about was money. our concept about money. Well, from my end it would have to be from my parents obviously mm-hmm. and the teachings that my dad especially taught me back then was that you don't talk about money with people. Like whatever your money is just keep it to yourself. Because he was like, why would you share all these things with other people? So growing up, I never really shared any, you know, information about money with my my brother and sister. Like we didn't know how each how much each of us was earning. I didn't know how much money was going into the household. Basically, anything about money, I left up to my dad. Okay, Uh, my turn. In my family, it's actually not too far from your experience. My mom and my dad also said that you don't talk about money freely. Mm-hmm. You have to be very careful who you talk to, uh, who, y- who you talk to about money. And it was actually, um, it actually came to the point that I had absolutely no idea of what the value of money was. Yeah. Because it was something that they wouldn't talk to me about. They wouldn't talk to me about their salary Same. or their household bills. Same. And they also made it seem like you don't talk to mon- about money, even within your siblings. Yeah. Or your parents. Yeah, or p- people who you're close to, yeah. to that extent. And it was so bad that I have one story. We're eight children. Now we're nine. But during the time that my dad was alive, we were eight brothers and sisters. And I think I was in high school already, first okay. year high school. And someone had asked me, uh, hey, how much are your parents earning? And okay. of course, I, I didn't see any malice in it. Yeah. I just thought, nah, oh, okay, hmm, let me think. And I thought, maybe they earn fifteen to 20,000 pesos a month. Okay. And when I thought about it, I mean, all of us were going to Ateneo at the time. Okay. And then you were <laughs> like, how can they afford that if your concept of how much they earn is that much? Yeah, sobrang layo ng disconnect. 
Yes. From that time. And it's only now that I'm older that I realize, obviously, my mom and dad didn't earn just 20, 15 to 20,000 okay. a month when I was a kid. Yeah. Because that was impossible. How are they going to send how are us they to able, school? Yeah, how are they able to, you know, support so everyone? That story is just to emphasize the disconnect I had simply because my parents refused to let us talk about money. Mm-hmm. And I get that I think what they were trying to do is protect us from talking about money in a bad way. Because yeah. if you talk about it in a certain way, you could make yourself a target for other people. Yes, or people could just say, Ang yabang naman ito. Yeah, so one, mayabang ka. Um, two, it could, jealousy yeah. could also create uh, chaos. Yes. Sometimes it could lead to violence. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, because of their overprotectiveness to do that, they forgot that there are basic teach. learnings about money that they should have taught us as well. Yeah. And I think they were very hesitant about that. I think just to add on to that from my experience, when because I started earning quite young. I started earning yeah, at the age of 15. And of course, not knowing anything about money. I left everything up to my dad. So during this time, up until you know, even when we met, I didn't know how much I was earning. I didn't know how much I was spending. So... That was the disconnect that I had from money and my knowledge about earnings. Yes, you were working already and you had no idea what exactly was happening. I was just earning. I knew how much I earned per project, but I was like, oh, okay, well, I think I have this much money. But since my dad was handling everything, I just yeah, so that was ba- that's basically our background when mm-hmm. it comes to money. And as you got older, your dad took care of it. He did. As I got older, I realized that I was good at math. Yeah. <laughs> and this is like a super short story. So I, was, I, I liked math. Math uh, liked me back. So it was a lovely, very rare relationship with the subject. And because of that, I thought, now, okay, maybe I'll be a banker when I grow up. So I guess my predisposition towards money grew. My fondness yeah. for the concept and my openness to the concept of money and numbers grew. And I think for most people, because they didn't like math, their disdain for (laughs) uh, numbers and money kind of grew as well. So I went in the opposite direction. Um, And because of that, I became more open to learning more concepts and different concepts. And then eventually, when I started working and earning my own money, I was able to put some of these own um, concepts, ideas, and thoughts into practice. Yes. And I guess I realized I was actually quite progressive in a certain way. Mm -hmm. Considering the background that you had. Yeah. Okay. So, Mick and I obviously got together at a point when... You know, you just finished college mm-hmm. and I was 20 years old and you were 22. And at this point, like, obviously my parents were split up already. Yeah. So I kind of, my backbone for my knowledge, whatever knowledge I yeah, had about money. Ca- basically, whoever took care of your finances wasn't suddenly there anymore. wasn't there anymore. Because my dad was my accountant before. <laughs> yeah. So I was just like, dad, ikaw na bahala. But since my parents weren't together anymore, you know, this was a point in my life when it was just me, Victor, and Lauren living together. My mom was in the U.S. My dad was like away now. Like he was with his new family. And we were just like, oh no, what are we going to do? Where are our savings? Yeah, and I think this led to our first encounter as a couple uh-huh. when it comes to money. When it comes, <laughs> don't you think so? I think yes. that was what led to it. Yes. So, do you remember what that was? Well, I remember I was working. I was doing teleseries at this time, and it came. Parang you were shocked at all the shopping that I was doing. Ah, okay. Yes, I remember now. I remember now. So I had just started. It was my first year in GMA. And Shempre starting off, uh, really trying to grind it out. And I didn't obviously didn't have a lot of savings because mm-hmm. so I had just started working. But si Megan, siguro every week or so, she would come in with bags. Bags. Two arms full of bags. From shopping. From Zara. From. Oh, okay. We're going to bleep that out. From bench. <laughs> <laughs> and basically, she just had bags, uh, so many shopping bags every 10 days, maybe. Yeah, I would go shopping for clothes like all the time. And in my head, I was thinking, oh, I can use this for work. But it was really just me spending. Yeah, and in my head, naman, I was like, wow, was a bagay six years na siya sa industriya, siguro ang laki na ng kita niya. <laughs> At least that's what I was thinking. Siyempre, hindi ko naman talaga alam. Yeah. And then it came to the point 
na siguro by the third or fourth time na nakita ko siya na nag-shopping, I, I, I politely asked lang naman. I was like, uh, what did I ask you? I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember what you asked. I, I basically went along the lines of, hey, uh, what's this called? You went shopping again. So how much did you spend on that? Siyempre, parang ano lang, uh, non-hostile question. Yeah. So she gave me the answer and I was like, oh, so that's so cool that you get to go shopping like that. And I said, how do you, do you, do you pay for that on credit card or in cash? Yeah. And then she was like, oh yeah, no, I just use my credit card. I was like, oh, okay, cool, cool. Well, I mean, and then I just said, at least you pay for your credit card every month. And then crickets. <laughs> it was this complete <laughs> silence. <laughs> and she was just looking at me. She gave me a really, really weird and blank look. And I was like, whoa, wait a minute. You do know you have to pay off your credit card <laughs> at the end of every month, right? Oh my right? gosh. And talagang... Her eyes just grew and she was like, huh? <laughs> she completely didn't understand what I was talking about. Because oh, her dad, do you remember this now? Yeah, because my dad did all the, he paid for all the bills. <laughs> Even my phone bill, he would pay for it yeah, before. And then sobrang uninformed si Megan when it came to what had to be paid for. She didn't even know that she had to pay for her credit card bill whenever she uses it. Akala niya parang, yun na, kung ano yung credit card niya, pera na niya yun. Pag sinaswipe niya, hindi niya alam na kailangan pa niya bayaran. Yeah, I didn't know that debit was different from credit. <laughs> oh my God. And I was like, ah. oh my God, oh my God. And at that point, um, that's when I kind of felt, okay, you know what? I think this is the first time that I will kind of step in and maybe just talk about money matters yeah. with Megan. Because we were like a year into our relationship at that time. Yeah. So what happened there was I said, hey, where are your credit card bills? Kahit yung credit card bills niya, never niya nakita. She had never seen a credit card bill in her life, I think. Yeah, because my mom would take it. Would be it. the ones taking and it. And then my she would take it. <laughs> my so mom would bad. get my credit card bills. Oh she would file it. And then my dad would be the one paying it for it. So mm. in a sense, like mm. like you said, our parents were probably <laughs> trying to protect us or help us out. But then we were spoiled in a way na we didn't learn anything. Yeah, th uh, they wanted to protect us, but they didn't set us up. Uh, they didn't give us a good foundation. Yes to deal with money matters on our own eventually. So yeah. yun yung pagkukulang. Parang sumobra, overprotective. Yeah, we're not trying to diss our parents here, by the way. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We we're love just, you guys. You guys are amazing. We're just trying to like explain on, you know, the overprotectiveness that they had towards us and what the, the effects that it had on us, diba? Megan eventually found her credit card bill. I did. So I said, okay, give it to me. Let me see. And when I saw it, I was like, Oh my bleeping, what? <laughs> <laughs> what the fudge? What the fork is this? <laughs> so I was like, hey, you know what? There's really no good way to break this to you. So I'm just going to give it to you and just see for yourself. That's what you have to pay. And she cried. She bawled. She just cried her eyes out because she did not have that much money. I didn't. In her bank account. Because in my head, I'm thinking, okay, I earned this much for <laughs> taping and I guess I have this much money, but I didn't take into account the other bills that I had to pay, like rent and the water and the electricity. Yeah, it was a shocking moment. It was a shocking moment for me also because I was coming from a different uh, background. background when it comes to financial information. So I was very aware that you had to pay for your credit card bills mm -hmm. uh, because yun nga, I was uh, that was my course yeah. and I was into it and I, I wanted to become a banker. So I was um, I was actively learning about these things mm -hmm. and what I had to do to take care of it. And it was a shock to me that you were at you know uh, at that point in terms of your financial info. But I mean. Let's also consider the fact that when you asked for the credit card bill, I was really hesitant to give it to you. Oh, yeah. I was very hesitant because in my head, I'm like, he shouldn't know how much I, I'm spending. He shouldn't know how much money that I have. Like, because that's the concept that I was taught. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. And I guess it wasn't that easy for us to yeah, get to that point. Yeah, this is us breaking our barrier. Yeah. Because me, it was also a huge decision for myself to suddenly say, hey, I think I need to help you out. Because mm -hmm. it was very clear. So, I mean, if you could see that there was a very clear 
um, I guess, problem. Mm-hmm. You can call it a problem. It, there was a very clear problem in terms of the finan- uh, finances being managed. Uh-huh. And there was no one else there. I had to make a, s- a quick decision and say, okay, I'm going to be the one to step in. But then, of course, I tried to consider everything. I mean, your parents weren't available. Yeah. So who else was going to do this and try to help you out? Because, I mean, okay, we're one year into the relationship. Of course, it's all like lovey-dovey and yeah, happy. honeymoon phase. And I think this was one of the breaking points that we had where our relationship became... It, it deeper. turned deeper. And we were there for each other on a different level. Yes. So this was the beginning, okay? Hindi <laughs> automatic na I come in... And we talk about money matters and then level up again. Oh my God, ever since then, biggest headaches for me. Simply because <laughs> I had to help Megan introduce her to being responsible for her own money. And these were coming from habits that I had with with shopping. Like I would, I would oh. shop a lot and unnecessary shopping at that. Yeah, and the hardest thing to break are bad habits. And this was a really bad habit of mine. Like... If I'm in the mall and I see something I like, buy. I'm, I don't even think if I need it or not. I'm just like, ooh, I like this, and then I'll buy it. Okay. Before, so before. So, yeah. So, I think that sets the groundwork for how we started and yeah. how we got into starting to talk about money. Mm-hmm. So, where do we move on from this topic? Well, because we had, we had different instances like the credit card bill, like, like the condo that I bought when I was younger. Yeah, so I guess basically this opened up how we start dealing with money and then we, we were able to slowly talk about it more. Slowly be open about add it. And in more aspects of how we deal with it. From being irresponsible, Megan, with money, uh, Mikael has actually taught me a lot about finances and being able to manage everything. So here's a little bit, a little bit of learnings that I guess you have taught me. Yeah, I, I, or I guess dealing with uh, money matters in relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yes, it is very scary jumping into that topic and starting to talk about that with your significant other. But if you feel that you have an experience to share, uh-huh. a tip to give that you think will help that person, I think you should give it. Yeah, I mean, you're looking out for your partner in some ways, you're not trying to be intrusive, but Mikael saw that there was a problem going on and he was really easy easy about it. Like he wasn't going to be like, oh my God, you're doing this wrong. Uh-oh. He was like, hey, um, I'm here to help. Yeah. Okay, basically, like I waited till the very last minute when I felt that, okay, um, okay, I really, really need to tell her about this because she's going to dig herself a deeper hole. Mm-hmm. So... You really have to wait. Timing there. Timing is very, very important for when you're going to finally bring it up. But when you finally bring it up, you need to get into it wholeheartedly and know that, I guess, for both parties involved, mm-hmm. boyfriend and girlfriend, yeah, um, you need to know that, siempre, it's all just good intention. There's no yes. malice involved. There is no malice. So once you break that barrier, it gets easier and easier to talk about it. And eventually it gets to the point that your synergy when it comes to this kind of topic is so high that you guys are actually helping each other out, which I think is something that we have been able to reach. Or is are we are constantly trying to... We're constantly trying to get towards. there. And I think ever since Naman, um, the th- one thing that I had struggled with was saving money. And Mikael has taught me various ways on how to save money. And one of them was... We tried to tackle on the problem. What was the problem? I couldn't save money. What was the solution? He let me think of my own solution so that he didn't dictate anything because he wanted it to come from me on how I could figure out how to save. So my solution was that I wasn't going to go shopping, right? I didn't go shopping. The way I I asked you that, the way I phrased that is um, we had started traveling already. Mm-hmm. Megan was enjoying a lot. I don't know if I mentioned this in the podcast before, but I'll get into detail. I asked Megan, um, okay, do you want to get yourself a designer bag or do you want to spend five days with me in Japan eating anything that we want, drinking as much coffee as we want, and it's going to be extremely memorable? So I told her, think about it. How many memories are you going to have with the bag alone? But if you take the trip, 
how many unforgettable trips have we had to the point that you kinakwento mo lagi sa mga friends mo. So that helped her decide and prioritize what, what she I wants. really wanted. And there's nothing bad with either decision. Like yeah. I could have chosen the designer bag or I could have chosen the trips, but each one would be based on, okay, this is my priority. And when Mikael asked me that question, the f- I didn't even think about it. I said travel. And I knew right then and there that I wasn't going to be attached to material things, that I didn't need to buy all these things that I kept saving on my laptop, saving on my computer for like future buys. Um, so we went on that trip and we saved for that trip. Yes, in we general. Did. And I think what that does, when you prioritize what you want, you're able to cut away all the excess. Some people, like I said, when they save, they suddenly spend on things unnecessarily, but mm-hmm. it's not what they really, really want. So I think the trick is the saving, is you really need to figure out what's going to make you the happiest and then just shoot for that, save yeah. for that. So and if you everything else, well, nah. Yeah, if you want to save up for that bag, have a bag fund. If you want to go on that trip, have a travel fund. Speaking of funds, that was one technique that Megan and I used. So we travel, and I think a big problem that relationships encounter is who is going to pay. And we have discussed this in the podcast before. Yeah. We both pay for ourselves. Yes. And I guess just... But uh, just to make it easier on us, we have a travel fund that we put money into every month. Mm-hmm. And basically, there's just a minimum. And the minimum can be super small. Like even for my family, I would tell them, hey, you know what? Let's all contribute like 500 bucks a month. Yeah. for the like. If you want to put more, you can put more. Kung may extra ka. If you need to put less because of your earnings, okay lang then. Yeah, that's not a problem. But just put every month and if there's enough money for us to take a trip mm-hmm. we can zero out that bank account anytime you know what i was i was telling victor my brother when he wasn't working out of your allowance how much can you save in a week and he's like i can save 50 pesos and i said save that because 50 pesos a week goes a long way and you could even take you know a beach trip out of town with like a half half a year savings. Mm-hmm. I mean, things like that. And you never know nowadays, like promos for airlines are so affordable. Yeah, or you could buy 60 BCC every month <laughs> if you save 50 bucks a week from Hashtag your... Hashtag gaming is life. Allowance. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, one technique that we did was the travel fund. So we create funds for things that we want. Mm-hmm. And over time, uh, we don't rush ourselves. You can't be in a rush for these things. I think the patience and the grind to save up for the things you want, parang, uh, it makes it more worth it. Yeah. You sool it when you actually get to buy it. So just to be clear, somebody asked us if we have a shared account. Oh. Somebody was asking, do you guys have a joint account? And the only account that we have is our travel fund. Yeah. And we don't use it for anything else. Like, we're not allowed to touch it. Um, we both have access to that because when we travel, obviously, we both need access to that. Um, so yeah, every month we put in, uh, an amount of money there and we just save that for the next time that we travel. And it's been going on ever since, which is why when you watch the vlogs, we're spontaneously traveling. Mm -hmm. Kasi syempre, uh, secure na kami sa travel budget eh. Alam na namin kung ano yung travel budget namin. So we're not afraid to spend right away. And that's something that we earned. And Because we've been working for eight years yeah. and doing the travel fund for eight years. And there are times when we don't get to travel. Like last year when we were working for 10 months straight, we... One year straight. Well, one year straight. We didn't travel at all. Like we had some weekend trips, but yeah. we didn't spend a lot on those. Yeah. And because of that, sobrang lumaki yung travel fund naman namin. And we were able to go to New York after after the, that oh, one year of working. Biglaan lang. Yeah. So that was pretty fun. And I really like that one. And you actually have a... Uh, another one here is do you suggest that people have shared accounts like this? I think it depends on on the both of you. Like I think it depends on like the trust level that you have with each other also. I'm not saying that you shouldn't trust your partner, but if you're already at that level when you can trust each other with this money, then Okay lang. Or if, if not, then have separate trap uh, save savings, diba? Okay. Have a separate savings account, have a piggy bank in your room, or just open a new account for something that you want to save up for if you don't want to have a joint account. Yeah. Oh, and there's one more story that Megan actually put down here. 
learning the value of money. So we've talked about Savings. how we opened up mo- uh, the ah, okay. money conversation. We've talked about how we prioritize what we want mm-hmm. and how we save up for that. Okay. And I think another topic that we can talk about is how to value money. Another topic that we can talk about is how to value the money. I mean, yeah, you could spend a lot on, like, let's say, a bag, but was it worth it? Okay. And I think we have a story when it comes to the phones. Okay, I I used to be not very careful with a lot of things. Very clumsy. And I'm, I'm a very clumsy person in general, but... There's that extra amount of care that you should put into things that you save up for and things that you work hard for. And I used to be very clumsy with my phones. Yeah. So there was one time that Megan and I had new iPhones. Mm -hmm. It was like six years ago. Yeah. And on the first year of using it, Megan completely wrecks the LCD. Oh, yeah. But the thing is... Even before the, her phone before that, she wrecked the LCD also. And I think and there was another instance where she possibly lost the phone. But there's always something that happens cell phones. And cell phones are expensive. Yeah, they're not, they're not cheap. And at that time, you know, she was trying to get her money matters in order. Mm-hmm. She was trying to take care of herself financially. So I took her aside and I was like, Hey, dude, you have to take care of your stuff. I mean, this is how much is an iPhone? Sobrang mahal yan. Yeah. Some people save like a year in advance just to buy an iPhone. Then ikaw binabasag mo lang. Yeah. Like walang pakialam. I mean, I get it. Sometimes we will drop our phones. Pero for Megan, it was like four phones in a row na may nangyayari. And it w- it would be like my reaction at that time when the phone would fall and I'd be like, ay. And then pag okay na, wala lang. Oh, walang pakialam. So parang okay lang. Parang she's expecting it to happen na lang. So I was like, wait, you know what? You can't do this because you don't see the value of your money. Mm-hmm. And I felt that that was very disappointing because, I mean, you work hard for this. Yeah. I mean, yes, maybe your earning capacity is higher than the normal person, but that doesn't mean that you should devalue it. Okay. And then, so what, what happened after the so phone basically, broke? <laughs> broke the iPhone. I took it and I said, ayusin ko to. But I will not give it back to you. I am going to give you a low-end phone. So I gave her a dumb phone. It was a feature phone. I told her, <laughs> until you can prove to me that you can take care of this, you are not going to get your iPhone back. It was basically, he gave me a phone like that was an egg. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I had to k- take care of my baby egg phone. Yeah, and it was so frustrating for her. Because, of walang Instagram. Meronaman, but like the, the photo, like the. Ah, meron naman, meron naman. The speed of the phone wasn't at par with the previous phone that I had. And the camera sucked. The camera sucked. I needed the camera for work. <laughs> and it was just so slow because I had all these messaging apps. And then it, it was too slow for me. And it would always overheat when I would charge it. And lagi na wawala ng battery kasi sobrang hina ng battery niya. So andamin yung problema. But what happened when you were using it? I became very careful of it. Even though I was frustrated with my phone, I learned how to be more efficient with my phone and not just take a bunch of pictures or download all these weird apps. I <laughs> Weird apps. Yeah. Weird apps. Well, I mean, like I had like a bunch of games. You know how I, I like to test all these yeah. games? So I just kept one game on my phone. Hmm. <laughs> one game on my phone. And, you know, I took really good care of it. And I actually fell in love with my phone, to be honest. Even my sentimental, nagkaroon ng sentimental value. Nagkaroon ng sentimental value yung phone ko until, you know, it was giving up already and it was just overheating like crazy. Yeah, and my point was she just needed to see the value of her nicer phone mm-hmm. na lagi niyang nilalaglag at sinisira at binabasag yung screen. So when, you ge- when I gave her that lesser phone, uh, being able to maximize it, take care of it, made her appreciate when she moved back to the iPhone eventually. Yeah. So, good job. Thanks. 
All right. So with that, I guess that ends story time when it comes to this topic. Uh, actually, that's like the initial salvo. I think there's another. There are many other podcasts that can really delve into this topic, and I guess talk about deeper, uh, deeper issues. But mm. I guess this is just skimming the surface. Yeah. Now we move on to questions. Yeah, we have from questions Instagram. from Instagram. So I always ask questions there about the current topic that we're gonna discuss, and we have quite a lot about money. Yeah, we do. Interestingly. Okay, go for the first one. Okay, somebody asked, who pays bug first date? Who pays if you guys have been in a relationship for a long time? Uh, well, I did I mention this about the first date before? Yes, you did. You said that guys pay for the first date. Yeah, I mean, when you're trying to court a girl or nililigawan mo siya, I think the guys should always offer to pay. Okay. Um, it's very, very nice, and it says a lot to me when the girl says, "Hey, are you sure I can pay also?" And of course, I will never allow that. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's some, common courtesy. Yeah, some girls kasi parang hindi babaya ako, ikaw magbayad. Oh, I don't. I won't even offer. Like and for me, parang insensitive naman, especially kung are we say kasi us, us guys, we kind of save up sometimes to bring you to a nice restaurant. Yeah. So, parang it's I guess one way of showing that you uh, appreciate the time and the effort, the, our effort. Yeah, I mean, at least offer. Yeah, if you could see naman that the guy would as it was really not going to allow you to pay anyway, mm-hmm. then it wouldn't hurt to offer. But that's just my two cents. And pag matagal na, pag matagal na, I mean, just like for us, what happens is. We don't we don't count who paid for the last date or whatever. Yeah. It's either we share the bill or I don't know whoever has their wallet, I guess. Yeah, actually pag matagal na, we've kind of settled into a routine where we already know what one another wants and we actually don't spend a lot anymore when it comes to dates. Yeah, cuz we don't really go out. We don't really go out. We anymore. don't go out. So like we, we buy our coffee and then like I'll just make for you or you'll make for me. And you know, simple things like that. Anyway, pag tumatagal na, I think you'll develop your own, ano, magkakaroon kayo ng sariling diskarte when it comes to saving. So, for Megan and I, instead of going out to coffee shops all the time, uh, we buy beans and import them from our favorite coffee shops and that's actually a bit cheaper. It yeah. comes out much cheaper, Even actually. if we buy it abroad and pay for shipping. Yeah, and then now, since we're on diets, we cook. Since yeah. we're com- comfortable cooking together and cooking yeah. for one another, so that really lessens the load in terms of expenses. So the few times we do go out, it's not a problem if I pay or if she pays or kung hati kami. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't even become an issue anymore. So yeah. Okay, the next one is, and it's pretty interesting because <laughs> it's very close to our relationship now. Should we ask permission from our partner if we want to buy something? I guess when it comes to a relationship that's that you know has a future. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, if you're with a girlfriend na sa tingin mo parang one year lang kayo, then obviously you don't need to ask for permission. Come on, guys. I mean, that's like your own thing. But <laughs> hey, I'll be honest. I see a future with Bonizi. So we talk about these things. We talk about our expenses. And one very good example of that is Ragnarok. Oh, yeah. I always ask for permission if I want to buy in-game purchases like BCC, which is something that you buy in Ragnarok. It's an in-app currency. And same with me. I've actually been reporting to Madame Bones all my (laughs) expenses. And I would tell her, hey, help me out. Because sometimes, you know, I also need help. I also need reminders na... Um, hey, so much na. Yeah. Don't spend too much, and it's been working, especially since we got into gaming. It actually has because before I would buy stuff secretly. I wouldn't tell Mikael, and then he'd just be like, "What is this? When did you buy this? How much was this?" Because he wants me to be able to save, and he wants me to be able to buy things that he knows that I'll use and not just put on the side, and he wants it to be efficient. Yeah. One example are these headphones that I really wanted to get. I wanted to get a headphone that we could use for both the podcast and and for streaming. So one thing that I learned from Mikael is don't just get the first thing that you see or don't just get the number one thing that's on a list. 
make sure you do your research. Make sure you really look into if it's worth it. Okay, same. Look, if this thing is worth it, is it a good value for money? So I looked at all the different headsets and I was like, hmm, can I get this? And he knew that I did my research. So he was just like, go lang, go lang. Yeah. So, yeah, basically when it comes to asking permission or reporting what you spend <laughs> on, it's a willing activity between us because we know it helps us out. I mean... And it's become it's healthier for our relationship. Yeah, it's something we've grown into. So, if you're open about it and you work on it and you really look for ways to be honest and manage your finances properly, you really will come up with your own habits that are very healthier. All right, so we have another question here, and it is, is it bad to lend money to your partner? Do you think it's necessary for couples to know how much their partner makes? Oh, those are like two questions. Um, is it bad to lend money to your partner? Wow, that's actually a really tough question. Um, hmm. <laughs> I think that this is always dependent on the level of comfort and how... Uh, how strong the relationship is. Because it can be quite touchy. Yeah. It's because I'm thinking, cause, uh, let's say your family, there's you're taking care of someone, uh-huh. and may biglaan hospital bills, yeah. let's say, and then hindi ka liquid at the moment, so you would need to borrow. Yeah. Um, when it comes to something like this, you really need to be able to figure out and figure out what kind of relationship you have with the person. Yeah. Like with Megan, like I said, I'm committed to her. And I said, I'm 100% all in. So if something unfortunate and all uh, and sudden happens... Knock on wood. Yeah, knock on wood. Then I don't mind helping out, of course. That's mm-hmm. not even... That's, an, that's a no-brainer. But... Let's say, parang six months lang kayo. Shota, shota. <laughs> short, <laughs> short time. Short time. <laughs> Huwag naman ganun, guys. Diba? Baka maisahan lang kayo. Pag nag-break kayo, hindi na kayo babayaran nun. Sa yeah. totoo lang, ha? Yeah, because even, even with family and friends, um, there's, always, there's always like a system that we have when they borrow money. Like, they'll explain na, okay, this is what I need it for and I can pay you back in this number of months. Yeah. Oh, okay. I so like there's a system. You treat it like a business deal. Yeah, because you can't just treat it na wala lang. Because what if, you know, if you if you don't treat it with, like heaviness, I think, or maybe gut. Um, if you don't respect it. Yeah. If you, you don't respect the deal. Okay, I like what Megan just said. I love I love what you just said. Here in the Philippines, uh, when it comes to family and girlfriends and money, for whatever reason, sometimes you feel obligated to give or to lend. Yeah. I don't mind that. That's actually fine. Helping out family is it's great. Fine. But there should always be structure. There should al- always be structure, always be a system. Yeah. I think one thing uh, that surprises me is that, okay, magbibigay tayo sa kapatid natin, sa pinsan natin. Mm-hmm. Pero when I say, oh, ito yung terms, can we discuss when you're gonna pay back para mm-hmm. maayos tayo? And then biglang magagalit. I've seen this. It yeah. hasn't happened to me, but I've seen it. In other, with other people and other people. With friends. other people. And that should not be the case. Kailangan malinaw. Because, because that's your money. That's your hard-earned that's money. That's your hard-earned money. And even if you do the same to someone else where you borrow, you want to be able to pay them and give them structure. So you need to put in a system and approach it professionally. Because if not, then there's no respect for the money that you earned. And, and the res- hard work you put in to earn that money. Yeah. So an example, let's say, what if, let's say, what if you borrowed? Okay, because that's the question. Yeah. What if so I need to lend money? If you borrowed, let's say, a thousand pesos. Okay. I was li- I'd be like, okay, sure, not even a problem. And what would be the best thing is if Megan said, hey, Okay, I'll pay you 500 pesos at the end of this month and another 500 pesos at the end of next month. But I would also tell you why I needed to borrow. And I think that's... And why you needed to pay at those times. Yes, and I think that's also important that you let... Conrade, if I'm borrowing from you, I let your my partner know you what I need it for. Because if yeah. it's just for like 
some wala lang or if it's not important. Oh, baka mag-burger McDo ka lang every day or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, I mean, you're kind of also being supportive to your partner that they're spending it on something that isn't wala lang or something that is useful. Useful and good for them. So, yeah, when it comes to lending money, I don't I think uh, people should not be afraid to put structure and to really talk about it. Hindi yung oh, sige, ito yung pera ko na bahala. Yeah. Wag ganun, wag ganun. Uh, you're disrespecting yourself, your hard-earned money, and the person you're dealing with. And also, let's say you, you already have a system, don't be shy to ask them to pay you back because that is money that you earned and they were the ones borrowing it. So I used to have that problem for asking for people to pay me back, but Mikael made me realize that, hey, you spent hours and days even working hard for that, so yeah. you should be able to ask for that without feeling bad. This next question is really good, too. Do you think it's necessary for couples to know how much their partner <laughs> makes? To be honest with you, I want to hear Megan's answer first. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, obviously we didn't know how much each one of us was earning at the beginning, at the beginning of, the, yes. of the relationship. And even when you first started with GMA, I didn't know how much you were earning. I just knew na, okay, he has like a contract and that's cool. And I think with everything that happened, like with the credit card story, that's when we started asking each other, how much do you make per taping day? How much do you earn? <laughs> because I needed to understand if I wanted to help you. Yeah, and you needed to understand if I was if I was going to be able to save money or if I was efficient with my savings. Okay. I have an answer. I think I have a pretty cool answer. Really? I, I don't... Is it necessary? <laughs> well, we did discuss that it's necessary if... Can I share my answer? Okay, ikaw na, ikaw na. <laughs> I'm excited, sorry. I'm excited. Ikaw na lang, ikaw na lang. No. I do not think that it is necessary that you share how much you earn with your partner. But there is a humongous, humongous but... But I think that you and your partner need to get to a level of openness and honesty where it doesn't matter if you, if know. you know yeah. how much they earn. Yun yung importante. It has to happen that you guys are so open with one another and, and so, so comfortable. Yeah. And so comfortable. Now, even if Megan tells me how much she earns or I tell her how much she earns, we're like, oh, okay, that's cool. That's nice to know. So what? Because your relationship cannot be dependent on money. And it can't be dependent on who makes more money. Yeah, it can't. Especially if you're at the point in your relationship when you're really committed to each other and you see a future with each other. It shouldn't be... Like, you shouldn't base your relationship off yeah. the amount of money that you yeah, earn. Kailangan malampasan yan. For me, that's like one huge obstacle that all relationships have to get through. I'll drop a bomb right now. I know how much she earns. She knows how much I earn. <laughs> but we don't care. Yeah. Okay? I'm happy for her. She's happy for me. When it comes to money matters, we feel like we've surpassed a certain comfort, a certain level where we're very comfortable with one another, which is why we want to share this with everyone because we have a lot of friends and we know a lot of people where money is a very sensitive issue. And they're still dealing and with... And they're still dealing with it how to talk about it with yeah. each other. Ako, swerte na lang uh, kaming dalawa kasi ako, mahilig ako magano magmanage ng Money. financial issues. But for some couples, may dalawa sila, hindi mahilig sa finance. And they both have no knowledge about savings. Yeah, or so whatnot. this is why we wanted to come up with this particular podcast mm -hmm. episode. And we want to continue this, uh, th this topic of conversation in future podcasts. Mm -hmm. There's so much to dive into, sp into specifics. So, yeah, that's basically our short answer, to the, our semi-short answer semi -short to that question. Answer. What else do we have? <laughs> this is quite funny. How do I deal with my partner who spends so much on games or luxurious items? Oh, we touched on that a while ago. Priority. Oh, we did. Yeah, priority. What is your priority? But yeah. how do you deal with it? Like, because I'm sure there are, let's say, okay, it's typical that the guy is more into games, but I like games also. But how does. She wants to spend more, actually. Actually. <laughs> so, how does a partner deal with, with that? Like, how do you support your partner? How do you tell your partner to hate over Neto? Um, I think setting budgets is very important. Mm -hmm. uh, so, I mean, let's say let's work with a 10,000 peso budget. That's a lot. No, no, no. 10,000 peso budget a month. Just like, this is like your all your earnings now for a month. 
Okay, you don't want to spend 80 per 80%. Okay. So let's say you games. earn let's say yeah, you let's earn 10,000 10, pesos. pesos okay. a month. It's a nice round number. Okay. You don't want to spend 80% on games. Oh, you got to feed yourself, pay for your rent, pay for your electricity, water, etc., etc. Yeah. So what would be a good amount? Maybe 5%. Yeah. What does that 5% represent? Yes, it represents you spending on games, but it also represents your happiness because games yes. make you happy. And it just means that, okay, if you do want to spend on games, maybe like be more efficient, like magbaon ka sa work, make your own food, or don't eat out in restaurants. I mean, even just buying like, let's say a frappuccino or buying like milk tea for the day, you can put that into something else that you want to spend, diba? Yeah, so for example, let's say it's 500 bucks on games and 1,000 bucks on food. Because sometimes you eat out. Like fast food. If you can cut down your food to 500 bucks by cooking at home, mm-hmm. then you have another 500 pesos to spend on your game. It's just about being efficient. And for us, we learn how to be learn how to spend efficiently in our games. Yeah. Because we found out what what to spend and what not to spend in our games. Okay. Megan and I decided to lessen our time in coffee shops as heartbreaking as it <laughs> is so we could spend more money on games yeah. and you know how much coffee we uh, how much coffee we drink and how much we love it so our solution we still wanted to drink as much coffee as we wanted yeah we started to brew our own coffee at home and stick to brewed black coffee mm-hmm. so nag order kami ng coffee abroad or ask for our fr- from our friends yes, to bring home and then maraming namimigay rin ng coffee yeah. sa amin so ang laki nang na-save namin isipin mo one cappuccino is 120 bucks and if you have like 100 cups a month yeah we have like what two a day yeah you have two a day that's like 500 bucks in a month that's 15,000 pesos on Gosh. coffee you'd be surprised how much people spend on coffee diba yeah but we were able to cut that in half by buying yeah, our own coffee and less making than, it ourselves. As in more, we were cut. We were able to cut it by more than half. So we're super happy about that, and it makes us less. Uh, it makes uh, it makes it easier for us to spend on the other things you want, which are games and other stuff. I think we can probably end this with a very interesting question. Oh wow! Go. Okay. The, sorry, guys. This is the last <laughs> question of the day. Um, I got this during the Instagram thing. She asked, should you save up and get married or should you have little savings, get married, and then save for your future? Um, my take on this is that I feel in the Philippines, there's a lot of, I, don't, I can't speak as for other countries, but okay. in the Philippines, I feel like there's a lot of pressure to have a family, as in my kids right away. Yeah. And sometimes that pressure leads to some families, some very young families, not being ready to financially take care of themselves. Or parang not ready in the sense na wala pa silang savings. Yeah, no foundation So gipit yet. na gipit sila. Mm-hmm. Talagang paycheck to paycheck. And for me, I think that Wanting a family is very, very good, but you shouldn't pressure yourself into doing it prematurely, mm-hmm. especially if you're just going to give yourself stress. Because I think having a family should be a happy thing. It should be a happy moment. Yeah. And for some people, nakakalimutan nila yun. They just have the family and then nasa stress sila. Kasi, because oh they don't God, have money ang to mahal ng, ang mahal ng Oh my God, ang mahal ng diapers. So you should learn from those who already have families. Talk to them and plan. I think this is where Actually, I'm actually going to sound like an insurance agent. Financial planning. <laughs> no, financial planning is important. Yes. When you're able to budget and kind of estimate how much you're going to need, you'll be able to tell naman if you're ready for a family. So yeah. being ready for a family, I, I think, is not just how much you love the person you're going to be with for the rest of your life, but it's also being ready, being able to support the family financially moving forward. I also think, well, we haven't gotten married and we haven't experienced, you know... Have we not gotten married? But anyways, (laughs) moving jokes aside, we haven't really gone through the process of spending for a wedding. And I think a lot of couples are pressured into having 
grand celebrations and they're pressured into spending oh, yeah. so much money for a one-day event. And although, yes, it's a one-time thing and it's great to get married, but, you know, I think there's a lot of pressure to spend all this money and be like the pinakabonga wedding of the year. And I think people don't realize how much money actually goes into these things. And they're like, oh my gosh, we need to save for the wedding. And then after that, you're like, oh gosh, I spent this much money on one day. Which also brings me uh, to an idea. We should have like a wedding podcast. But we haven't gotten married yet. When that happens. In time. Yeah. In time. <laughs> Expect when, it. When we have experience, then maybe we can talk yeah, about that. Yeah, that would be nice to talk about. Even just the planning. Gusto mo mag-propose? yun muna para may experience tayo dun sa topic na yon. Well, I have proposed to her in Ragnarok, so our wedding is in Feb 14. <laughs> where we're getting married in-game. In-game pa thing. lang. Wow, at least, you know, another step in our relationship. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, but, uh, yeah, I think financial planning when it comes to getting married goes a long way. FYI, when it comes to uh, Megan and I, they're is i know i being a guy i have a wedding fund i plan on getting married i don't know when i'm going to use that wedding fund yet but it's there so i've been saving for it but uh when the time comes that's very interesting like i'm like all like smiles right now because i didn't know that you had a wedding fund oh what i never said that oh. no because i know that you save money for things that you want in the future but i never thought nah oh wow he really is yeah, no, I have an account. I have an account. And it's really? actually been done. Yeah, it's finished. Uh, I, I've stopped putting into it years ago. What? Talaga? I mean, Ye it's not humongous. Years ago? It's not humongous. <laughs> it's not humongous. But this was just because I didn't want to have to deal with having to putting save, down so much save money up for, for a wedding. Yeah. Only when I propose, parang na hassle naman yun, At least now you have a fund for. <laughs> diba? So wala na tayong problema. And then if you want to add more to that, if ever, if ever, then you may. And yeah, I have I have like different bank accounts saved up for different parts of the future. It's not a lot, mm -hmm. but it's a good amount. And, and at least you already started it. And at least parang my foundation na siya, diba? Yes. Disha from zero. Mm -hmm. And on that bombshell, I think we would like to end this podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Megan <laughs> is all smiles. Very happy to know that she has a little saver beside her right now. You're making me want to cry right now. Okay. But anyway, thanks for joining the podcast. See you guys in the next one. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.